if you could have watched an episode with your mum, which one would you have wanted to watch with her? Ooh, ooh. Uh, maybe not the one talking about getting dicked down in Liverpool and getting STDs. Ah! Um. <laughs> I'm Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? has high fashion with legs going even higher. The Welsh Wondrous made it to the final four. And here she is to chat to us on Fierce Slay Talk. Croissantes! Hello, 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 baby. That's right, it's me. I'm back, <laughs> live, loud and in colour. How the hell are we doing, Davina? <laughs> oh, welcome, Fabulous. honey. How are you? Oh, I'm doing amazing, you know. I'm here, just I'm just right now. I mean, I'm just signing a few prints. I'm drinking a lovely little coffee, you know. I'm moisturized. <laughs> I'm toned. I'm cleansed. I can't complain. <laughs> I love that. How have you found watching all of the madness back? How's that been for you? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, like to see. I mean, I was just myself from start to finish. You know, my goofy, loud ass self. Nothing changed. What you see is what you get with me. My rolodex of sayings. <laughs> Um, it was amazing to watch back. It's very surreal. I mean, you know, I'm sure it was the same for you watching yourself back. You just cringe a lot, don't you, when you see, whenever you see yourself. You're a bit like, oh, oh my God. When you, you hear your own voice and all of that, it's like, oh my God. But no, it was amazing. And I mean, I got right to the end. I saw all corners of that world. I did all the lip syncs. I did all the challenges. I didn't miss anything. I mean, I had a great time. I didn't win, but I don't need to win, baby. I'm a winner already. So let the good times roll and let the rest of my life begin. Obviously, when you found out that you knew you were going to go in, you couldn't tell anybody. What are you like at keeping a secret? Because what was your story? I can't, I, I can't guess with you whether you'd be really good at it or whether you're straight on the phone to people. Well, honey, I mean, I'll I'll leave that for you to decide. You know, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm secretive as hell. Maybe I'm, you know, the first person to tell the whole world I'm the village idiot as well. Who knows? But I mean, nah. I mean, I'm pretty good at keeping things under wraps. I mean, obviously, you can't tell anyone. You know, the only person who knew at the time when I got the phone call was my uh, housemate at the time where I used to live. So he was kind of like the one signing away with the NDAs and all that with me. So we were very hush hush, keeping it all stum. Um, but it's one of those things like. People would always ask and always be like, oh, you're going to be on Drag Race. I'll see you on Drag Race. Da, 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 da. And you just got to be like, mm, yeah. Because, <laughs> but yeah, you know, because you go out, you do your thing. I'm performing before obviously COVID and everything. And even in the first year, I remember seeing so many reviews and um, wish lists that I was on. So I haven't thought I was going to be on season one, but I never applied. Um, it would have been lovely to, you know, have a great time with Davina and Cheryl and the rest of the girls. <laughs> but, you know, I had to come in season two and show them a little something else. You know what I mean, darling? Most definitely. Was, was there an, I'm sure Ahora um, was sharing something um, with us where you were kind of having to keep it a secret from each other, but you knew each other at that time. Is that right? Yeah, we knew each other before before Drag Race, like mm -hmm. just just before applying, really. So yeah, it was one of those things where she, I would see her online, like calling out for looks and things, and a few <laughs> other people around the scene, and I would be as well. It's just those things you put two and two together, like oh, 
they're getting ready for something. I don't know what I would never say, <laughs> but they're getting ready for something. Oh, of course. <laughs> so where were you when you found out? I was in Stratham, not here, about 10 minutes up the road from where I live now, um, above a bar. And I was eating, I was watching Charity Shop Sue, eating a lovely Trilogy Box meal from KFC. And bang, <laughs> I get the call. And I was literally, my gravy was on the floor. My, uh, my, my Trilogy Box, it was all over the place. I could not contain my excitement. I was like, ah, oh my God, oh my God, I'm on. Ah! And then I celebrated. I got some wine, got another KFC and then got ready to have, what are some of the most stressful months of my life? Yeah, for real. For Do you know what I mean? It's oh. a lot of stress getting all that stuff together so quick, but you move, and I think it's a great part of learning and growing and just trying to just scramble things together at the last minute. I work really well under pressure and just kind of making it work at the last minute. I'm very a cat that lands on her feet. I might be in some kind of predicament, but I will make it work and I'll have a smile on my face and everything will be fine. Got and that's it. kind of another one of those experiences. Definitely, yeah, we could see that, couldn't we? Um, on the show, all the way back to the beginning though, when you first got into drag. Um, when did that mm. start? Because you told a really nice story, I remember about you on a skateboard with a wig when you were having a chat um, <laughs> chat with the guys on the show um, as well. But when, when did you sort of first start having aspirations to get into drag? It was just, a constant thing in my life like I said before like I never remember seeing RuPaul for the first time and anything and being like wow I just remember him always being there in the background you know like Red Bull McDonald's these brands that have been around for years they've just always been there you know um and drag I think for me was just one of those things like the picture you saw on the show um in that last episode with my little braided wig on and my little skirt made out of loads of little scarves I used to wear that stuff all the time like five six seven onwards everywhere in the streets playing with my friends, playing ball games, skateboarding in school. I was always having fist fights with the girls who would take my favorite princess dress. <laughs> uh, yeah, drag was just always there. So, and then I was watching telly, I was always enamored by, you know, Sierra, uh, Janet Jackson, Sierra, TLC, Beyonce, Destiny's Child, or uh, live performances, live music production, dance breaks. I just knew that was something I would do when I was older. Um, so it's, yeah, very full circle moment. Definitely. Can you skateboard in heel? I don't know. I mean, I could try. Right. I didn't know if that's what you were doing at the time. I kind of got the picture in my head. I didn't know no. if I'm supposed to be looking at the heels too. I, I mean, I, I don't think we should even take into consideration the heels at that point. Because, I mean, what heel am I going to be wearing as a six-year-old? Like a little jelly sandal? Oh, like oh, all yeah, these yeah. ones you get in like a girl's Beano advert with like that tiny little kitten heel? I'd probably be a bit unsafe though with the size, wouldn't it, if it was your mum's? Yeah. Broken baby ankles. No one needs that. <laughs> Uh, so RuPaul is doing the branding and now here you are as well doing your very own. I know, crazy. I'd just like to point out... Uh, Go on. I also did that, but... Oh, the DDC ago, on the BBC. <laughs> did the coke already. Did the coke moved on. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I was just so... I was just really just want to follow in your footsteps, Davine. You know, I'm just so, so enamoured by your beauty and grace and presence, you know. You just make me want to be a better person and a better drag queen. So when I saw you repping for Pepsi, I thought, Pepsi Cola. I thought, you know what, i got to come out here and do my own. So I went, I got on the phone, I rang up Coca-Cola EU and I said, yo, get this Davina off of here because I need to be the queen BBC in this picture, right? <laughs> oh my God, I'm swearing, sorry. No, don't worry, you can say whatever the fuck you like on here, darling. We are not a child-friendly station. Woo! <laughs> okay, maybe we'll bleep that one. Uh, so, Tasty baby, where does the name Taste come from? What, What's that from? 
That is the name my parents gave me when I sashayed out my mum's foof, mama. I'm telling you now, that is it. So they got it from a book of names with no meanings or like oh. random names. I don't know, like this is not a book that's going to have your Benjamin, your Percy, mm. your Tom, you know. It's going to be like Aqua Maquisha, Sarafina. All that kind of stuff. So they found this name Taste, and later on I found out that it means it's a French woman's name and it means silence or silence. <laughs> they got that wrong. <laughs> they got that very wrong. And there was another one I read and it was like a candle maker. I never made a candle in my life. Well, I'm definitely not quiet and I'm not a French woman. So I bet you've touched a few wicks though, haven't you? <laughs> oh, darling. I mean, that's for me to know and you to find out, darling. <laughs> But yeah, they found it in a book of a name of a book of old names, and then when I when I got into like really got into drag and started performing and stuff, and I was thinking about names, it's like nothing has ever in my whole life resonated with me. I've never you know had a nickname. I've never had some alter ego name that people call me. So, and my name is unique as hell. I don't know anyone with, in 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 my in my life with my name. I mean, if I Google it, there's like a couple of peeps in Poland, a couple of peeps around the way. But there's not a lot. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Beyonce's Beyonce. RuPaul's RuPaul. Why can't taste be taste? Absolutely. Mm. I, I, yeah. And I think that that's actually a great thing. Uh, like Daniel LaRue, his name was his name, you know. Well, exactly. And it's the same Danny. thing with you. I mean, you know, you grew up as Davina Davina, exactly. And you just thought, I'm just going to keep the name. <laughs> I'll just keep it going, you know. It, just ha- it has a little ring to it, you know. Rose off the tongue. <laughs> so who were your inspirations growing up? Oh, my inspirations, Grace Jones, David Bowie. Um, that was like the young, 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 young me days. Prince, um, obsessed with Prince. Oh my God. Um, and then I remember Lady Gaga coming around when I was like 11, 12 and being obsessed with her. And then that's when all the outfits got amped up. Oh, fuck off. You were 11, 12. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. Well, I'm 94. Oh my God. I'm 94. God. So when oh, Just dear. Dance came out, it must be like, what, 2009? Something like that. Something so, like that, yeah. Yeah. So I started so uni from... in the same year. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm 26 right. now, so... I think it's 2007 <laughs> Just Dance came out. Oh, is it? Maybe I'm Okay, there the we go. So, so I would have been... <laughs> oh, mate, you were like a pure child. About 13, yeah, 12, oh, 13. Oh, wow. this is yeah. horrible. <laughs> I remember when I first heard it as well, I was literally in my mum's bedroom, jumping on the bed and, like, dancing around the room, like, what is this? Who is this bitch? I like it. Um, but, yeah, growing up, it was definitely, like, the, the more avant-garde, out-of-the-box type of characters who just you know played in their own lane push boundaries that's the kind of people i like yeah that must have been an amazing time actually because as a sort of 12 13 year old those are like your real formative years as a yeah queerdo mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and lady gaga just switched everything up because you know up until that point I mean, RuPaul might not like it, but everyone was wearing like H&M outfits. They were, To go yeah. and go on stage. They were, and then Lady Gaga turned up in all of this crazy shit and everyone was like... And she really mainstreamed <sighs> that whole thing as well. Like, cause there was always people out there, you know, doing their own thing and being so creative mm. out of the box, but she really made it like, okay, so now Jill up the road is now, you know, Rhinestone instead yeah. to her eggs to go to the shop. Yeah. Okay, work. Very that. Um, and then, yeah, before that, I mean, my main 
as far as males and females go, yeah, I think my mix is somewhere between Nene Campbell, Prince, Grace Jones. Love, love, love that. Mm -hmm. That's why I love. That's them the peeps for me, darling. Them the Definitely. peeps for me. Do you do you remember? In fact, I wanted to know what your what your first gig is as taste. But actually, while we're talking about your inspirations, who was the first drag act that you ever saw? Ooh, I I would say when I moved to London nine years ago, going to heaven. And I would see all the go-go dancers there, but they would drag go-go's on stage. So my friend, Honey the Fox, oh. um, Honey Fox, she was probably the first, that's the first I remember. Cause I remember being that young little kid, first time, first, second time in heaven, in the crowd of people watching the main stage. And there's this queen up there with this ponytail living. I was like, who is this? And that was Honey Fox. And she's one of my good friends. I've known her since then. We got like a house on fire. But yeah, that was my first time ever seeing like, a good old queer drag bitch doing a thing on stage. So then when did then Taste take to the stage? So I was, I so before I'd started performing, I'd been in London at this time, I'd say five, about five years and I've worked everywhere. Like my CV is so big, my own fault, cause I'm late to everything. <laughs> so every job I've ever had, they'll hire, they'll they'll have to eventually, inevitably, inevitably fire me and be like, do you know what Taste? I don't even want to do this. You're so nice. You're, you're a burst of energy but you're always late. And I'm like, you know what, Mildred? I know, no hard feelings. I'll see you later, have a good one. Hire someone who's way more punctual than me. I get it, it's a business, do you, mama? And that's it, and we'd always leave on good terms, but honestly, I've worked in Nando's, GAY bar, I've worked like four different bars, bartending, I've dead filed for estate agents, I've cleaned up sick, I've, I've done it all, in Wales wow. and in London, and with Top Man, All Saints, like clothes, hospitality, everything, I've covered all the bases, yeah. so. I was always just trying to find, I moved to Lynn to want to model, want to do male modeling, and it didn't happen. I went to loads of agencies. They said, your face is good, your bone structure's good, but you're not tall enough, you're, you're too skinny, come back whenever. Um, so I just did all these normal jobs. And then one day, I was always going out and dressing up in, in amongst all of this and, you know, being okay. my crazy self. Um, and then one day, my one of my good friends was like, there was this competition happening in Camden at her upstairs. Mm. And... I went home to Wales for the weekend and I came back and he was like, Taste, I've been doing this competition. You got to go and get a corset, this, that, the other. You got to get on that stage. We're going to do it. And I was like, okay, okay. Because I was umming and ah about it and procrastinating. But then went and did it. Entered the heat. That's when I met Cheryl Hall. She was judging and um, Vinegar Strokes and a few other people. And I met them all there. And then I ended up winning the competition. And then after that, I was out and about and doing my thing. We'll come back to that a little later, shall we? Um... Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Vinegar! <laughs> I felt the mood shift slightly through that little... Oh, not for me, Mum. I don't feel awkward about the thing. I'm good. I'm just sitting over here trying to drink my coffee and, you know, eat my curds and whey, mind my business. Absolutely screaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> So you're from Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Which part of Wales are you from? Newport Casnawith, baby. Newport. Rough as nails, and I love it. Well, listen, my mum is from also from that area. Yes. Uh, so I am officially Welsh as well. Yes. You know how it goes, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's also rough and crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, she wouldn't. She doesn't behave like that though. She behaves like Hyacinth Bouquet. Mrs. <laughs> Bouquet. Exactly. Richard. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> She's wonderful. My mum's wonderful, but uh, she is definitely the bucket woman. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, tell me about what being a gay person in Newport was like, and what's this scene like in Newport? What scene? <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff. Honey, there is no... Honestly, you go to Cardiff to find some kind of scene and that is about it. Like, in Newport, I remember there being one gay club called The Birdcage and it was open for, like, nine months. Okay. <laughs> I'd been in there a handful of times and it was dead. And, yeah, didn't stay open long. But when I was younger, it was very much... I just didn't care. I was gawked at all the time to the point where I was just so used to it. Like, anytime I would go to the high street with my mum on a Saturday doing the shopping, everyone would be looking at me. It was like, I was a whole commodity. Oh, Taze is walking down. Oh, oh, oh my God, what's she wearing now? Um, And my mum would be like, I just want to poke everyone's eyes out. Why is everyone staring at you? I'm like, mum, it's something different that they haven't seen before. Of course they're going to stare. And some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. But I don't really care. I'm doing my thing and I'm not hitting anyone. So you keep it moving. But, um... Yeah, I mean, there'll be people try and drive. There'll be people drive past me and call me faggot. I walk, remember coming home from college one day in these boots that I handmade from like children's books. They were like heelless shoes, like Nora Tucker Tatahana's that Lady Gaga was always wearing. And I went to. Co- I walked. I would run down my hill to the train station to get on the train to Bristol College in these shoes. And the call. Yeah, it was just. I mean, I gave people an excuse to look and look hard, yeah. but I loved it. I had a great time, but I've never cared. It's never faulted me. I've had people spit at me, you know, push past me, do do the whole thing. But I've never let myself be bullied. I've never let it affect me because I'm doing good shit. And I'm very much like, you know what? My revenge to you all is that one day I know I'm going to do the, the shit that I want to do. And you are all going to be running around Newport in your stupid ass, you know, te- half price off the sale price Uggs, running to the shop looking like a right old scruff doing nothing with your life. And you know what I'll be doing? Big things. So... I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to throw a punch. I'm just going to let my work speak for itself and carry on with a smile on my face. And that's what I did. And here I am now. I love that. I mean, it sounds like we had quite a similar experience. Apart from, uh, do you think that there's a race element to that as well? Oh, definitely. Because it's not the most diverse part of the country, is it, Newport? It's not exactly known for... Uh, lots of people of colour wandering around No, the like, honestly, in Newport, the culture is in, like, Pill, Pill Gwenly up the road, the front line, and that is it. But apart from Pill, um, I mean, well, I remember being in school, like, you know, I'd usually be the only black one in class. In school, there'd be, like, you know, a handful of, you know, of queer, of um, POCs, and, like, you know, you'd have Polish, Filipinos, mixed race, black, white, and, yeah, there was just, like, not really that many of us to be honest with you like I remember being in the valleys walking around Woolworths oh yes big up Woolworths back in the day getting the pick and mix by buying probably a lovely Samantha member <laughs> lovely little uh, CD or something like that or um, a little brandy full moon album um Oh, what was I used to get from Woolworths? Gwen Stefani Love Angel Music Baby yeah, that's a good one good I remember getting all this all this stuff from Woolworths and it would be me my siblings and my mum walking around shopping and pe- all these oldies in the valleys would just be looking at my mum and looking at these kids like, two and two don't make four, what's going on here? Like, why is this white mum walking around with all these black kids? Like, it was a thing. Like, anytime I go to some place in Wales, like, even when I went back last year, we went to um, Saundersfoot, Saundersfoot okay. um, with the beach, a beach area and there was no one there of colour apart from me and my siblings. That was it. And you didn't even, I didn't really think about it until you really look around. I was like, oh, wow. I worked in Carnarvon for a, a, a good while mm. and I was painfully aware that there was no black people, there were no yeah. people of colour. I once saw um, a, a lady in a hijab mm-hmm. and I saw her for the briefest, tiniest second. She literally 
Because Carnarvon's like one of those proper Welsh towns where the streets are like long, but they're thin. So yeah. like you cross from one side and she walked across the street like that. And I never saw this lady again. I lived there for like two years. Wow. And I, and I was just like, and I never, there wasn't, I don't remember actually meeting another person of colour in the entire time that I was there. She was like the only mm. person in, in Wales that I was like, oh, oh there's, there's a person of colour. So it's yeah. it's a, a real strain. And I being from um, Brickhouse, like all rounders, we've got Bradford, Halifax, Huddersfield. There's massive, massive Asian and black communities. So yeah. I'd always been surrounded by people of colour, black people, Asian people. And it, mm-hmm. And so then to go to North Wales and be like, wow, there's just a sea of white faces. Yeah, it's so like weird. Same in West Wales, got like Clan Granagh, Gabba Ryron. Mm. We'd go there every every six weeks holidays back in school. And it was just, yeah, my my dad, me and my siblings were the only like, you know, mixed race black people there. I, mean, I used to work <laughs> in Clan Granagh as well. So, ah! yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But like, so when I was younger and being in Newport and being the crazy little firecracker that I am and being gay, wearing these crazy outfits and being mixed race as well, it was just like, Point, 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 yeah. point, point, point. You know you what I mean? You put on a show but, for them. Yeah, I loved it though. I loved it. I, I loved knowing that I would go into, I would sneak into the club at like 17 and wear these lovely outfits. And I would, yeah, I would be there in the men's toilet, standing in the urinal pissing, you know, with all these rugby lads around yeah. me. And they'd absolutely hate it. And I love making them feel that uncomfortable. <laughs> I love it. Because I'm not uncomfortable and I've done nothing wrong. You don't make me uncomfortable. If you feel nervous, that's on you. If you feel intimidated, that's on you, not me. You're just yeah. a pussy. This is it. So talking of Wales, this is the first time someone has represented Wales. How did that feel? Good. I mean, you know what? I feel like I can I can really, you know, be the new the new little icon and idol that these little gay Welshies can look up to. Because, <laughs> I mean, when I was little, I had, you know, we have all our gay icons and stuff, but I wasn't... Um, I, I was relating to back with my uh, my runway first episode, you know, Naomi Campbell. Yeah, I relate to her because I would watch a lot of fashion TV when I was a, ba- a baby growing up and it would be, um, you know, the odd one black model on the runway and that would be Nene Campbell and she'd be serving and I would love that. Um, but, you know, you've got, from like when I was a baby, the idols were like, you know, Tom Jones, Catherine Zeta, but now, you know, in this generation, you've got a little old me because you didn't have a Welsh gay POC drag queen. No. You know? And now you do. So I mean Shirley was pretty close to being a a (laughs) drag queen. Pretty close, pretty close. Apart from the big schlong in between the legs, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But we don't know, do we? Well I'll have to ask you, we'll have to find out. What I find weird is like you're not actually the first Welsh person because Vivian is actually Welsh. She's from, Oh like, yes, I always forget this. Yeah, and everybody does. She's from like Colwyn Bayside. Right. Um, mm. But I I don't know that she I mean I can't speak for her. I don't know. But you know, she always is like portrayed as she's a scouser when actually yeah. she yeah. she is Welsh. Right, right. Um, yeah. But you know, we have the beautiful South Walian accent with you, so there we go. There you can't is. beat it, can you? No, you, you know can't. what I mean. It is what it is. Well, they, okay, you've got the first South South Wales. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. POC drag queen. <laughs> we are icon extraordinaire. <laughs> there we go. You can have that, Viv. You can have it. I'll be the South Walian one. Do it. <laughs> and what has the response been like from people at home? Oh, amazing, amazing. Like, still, I get messages from. Uh, 
daughters of teachers that used to teach me in primary school. Oh, wow. Like this one the other week, she was like, I'm Mrs. Richard's daughter. And I knew straight away because that was my favorite teacher in school. She wore this little, this brown lipstick. And I never saw a woman wear brown lipstick before. And I was like, work, bitch. I like it. Um, old classmates, people in different forms that I never even knew. They were like, you were a few years above or younger than me, but you would, I just remember you being so energetic in school and running around, but never changing yourself. Like I would, I would buy goggles, science goggles in, um, in school and I would go into school and sell them and I would just, I would cover them in like pieces of material and studs and spikes. I'd sell them for a tenner. And I remember one, one day being in the can, in the canteen queue and the PE teacher came up to me and was like, you're not coming in the canteen with those on their health and safety. I'm like, sir, they're, they're glasses with some spikes and I'm not, what do you think I'm doing? I'm going around knuckle dusting people. No, like, but I never cared. I never changed. And I love that um, I get these messages now from people and they were just like, yeah, I saw that. And you were just going to, you were going to go and do something. And I always knew you were. And everything I'm doing now is a testament to that. So it's very cute. But see how we got, how we got old teachers, school, uh, school kids, people, uh, old neighbours. Yeah, the response has been really well. Every time I hear like family, they're like, oh, the whole of Wales and Newport is behind you. Yeah. So it's been great. That's For fantastic real. to hear. I bet that feels really good, huh? Mm-hmm. Indeed. What's everything like with a horror these days? You enjoying living together? Oh, she gets on my tits. <laughs> she gets on my tits, she does. Oh, me, 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 the horror show. That's all you get from her in this house. She's the star of everything in every moment. If it's not about her, forget about it. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I mean, um, she's like a sister to me, an annoying, annoying ass sister. Um, but it's really good. And I mean, it's really nice to be in a house with a bunch of creatives. So I live with her, Caramel, another amazing drag queen, one of my best friends. There's Pedro, who's a hairstylist, Samson, who's a musician. There's a bunch of us here. So it is just nice to have a house that is, you know, when you live with, um, you have a house here and there's a neighbor that you all don't know and you've got to teeter around when mm-hmm. it comes to the kitchen stuff there's none of that here so it just feels like our house and there's always something going on and whenever I feel a bit unmotivated and I might see a horror doing something or get ready for something or Cara or someone it just kind of kicks you up a gear you know what I mean lights a fire and us to get up and do something so it's nice because I know if I'm on my own and I am just being lazy I'll just procrastinate like we all probably do at times um, so yeah it's just good to be in a house of like minded people and we all just lift each other up gorgeous that's absolutely amazing. Did you, with a, a, for the finale, did you take a horror, because I know that there was a secret screening. Oh, um, yes. Did you, did did a horror come with you or did you take somebody else with you? No, a horror, so I was given the invite and I thought who I could bring, because we were allowed to bring a plus one. And I thought, well, there's no easy way to pick yeah. in my house, because no matter who I pick, someone's going to be jealous, someone's going to feel some type of way. Someone's going to take it personally. So I thought, let's invite my mum. And I did. And it was it was really nice. I hadn't seen, like, from now to Christmas, not Christmas was just gone, but the one before that, I'd only been home in September for four days. So, because with Drag Race and the lockdown and Corona, I just haven't been home, really. So I didn't go home for Christmas, none of that. So... And so I haven't even been able to pop them and watch an episode with my mum, talk about it, you know, together or anything. So it was nice to have her there to watch the finale screening with me, next to me. Yeah, it was really cute. If you could have watched an episode with your mum, which one would you have wanted to watch with her? Ooh, ooh. Uh, maybe not the one talking about getting dicked down in Liverpool and getting STDs. Um, <laughs> let's let's take that one off the table. Let's maybe, uh, let's go with, 
apart from the finale episode, I'm going to go uh, Eurovision, yeah. Eurovision, because it was a good week for me. Or memory, because it was a lovely lip sync. I mean, I love to lip sync. Put me in the bottom, I'll have a great time doing it, and I will stay and you will not get rid of me. <laughs> um, I love to do it anyway. It's, it's what I do. It's what I live for. I love to perform. So even if I know I'm, I'm go- even if I'm in the bottom, I'm still going to have fun, you know? And, uh, you know, before we move on, I do just want to blow some smoke up your ass and say you looked unbelievable in that lip sync. I have no idea oh, thank how you. you could stand there with a face covered in blood and still <laughs> just look so breathtakingly stunning. <laughs> And then deliver it beautifully. It was it was a real masterclass. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it really oh, was. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's why I love to do like when RuPaul said that in the last episode that I know how to put my mark on a song and transform it. I'll I'll never forget that because I'm such a bit such a big fan of, of Ru. He's such an idol. So to hear that, because I mean I don't think I got the best critiques from the judges a lot of the time. Um but I, regardless, I had a great time. And to take to take away that one little bit yeah. means a lot to me. So, because I love to perform and I love to emote. Even if I can just stand there and just, even if you could see me with just through a letterbox, <laughs> I can just give you eyes, I'm going to give you eyes. And you will know what I mean with every word, you know? And that's why I love. So, um, yeah. Well, you're regarded now, of course, as a lip sync assassin. So then what did you think when it was a double chantay? Oh, piss off. That's what I thought. Send her out. I thought, you know, you said, you've got me here first. You said, I said, you know what, regardless of what happens here, I am the lip sync assassin. Let's just pretend that Annie went home and I stayed because Rue saved me first. So I was going to stay anyway. So I was really happy with that. But no, honestly, it was great. I mean, what a fun way to finish the show and have, you know, four of us still there. I mean, it would have been lovely if, if things were the other way around and Ahura got to be there as well. But, um, you know, it is what it is we move. But I had a great time. I mean, by that point I was honestly shocked that he picked me first because I thought you know you lip sync once okay you lip sync twice no you're probably going you lip sync three times you're going home so to be saved three times then three times in a row as well like I was like there is no way I'm gonna stay they're just doing this for a show they know I can give the good so put her in the bottom and send her home because she's done that's I honestly thought that episode was gonna be so when they saved me, I was like, oh, oh, wow, I'm in the final. Here we go. Um, yeah, I don't know that anybody's ever done four lip syncs and stayed, actually, in the entire franchise. I don't think that's wow. actually ever happened. I hear, I hear maybe Cameron, was it Cameron Michaels, maybe? Or was it was that four oh. included in the crown? I'm not sure. But Yeah, maybe. But anyway, I mean, I held, I held my own. And I feel like I can safely say if there was, if I, anyone else was in my shoes in my season had to do what I did lip sync wise, they wouldn't have lasted. No, because it's what yeah. I do. It's what I love, no. darling. And I mean, I tried, and I think there's a lot of resilience to be with me to be put into that. I mean, at the end of the day, I didn't win, but I take, I took away four great lip syncs and a title and a position that I don't think a lot of people could have, you know, done the same thing in. So I'm happy with what I did. And you did all get a a badge, didn't you? That that sparkly badge. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> Oh, the the Rupita badge. No, the new one. Oh, the QBE. Oh no, I kept calling it. I kept calling it an MBE <laughs> when I was then. She was like QBE. I literally went up at the end. I was like, oh, for me, my MBE. She was like QBE. I was like, oh. <laughs> Fuck it. Put MBA at the end of your title anyway. I don't know when I'm gonna wear it. It doesn't really go with my <laughs> outfits or color scheme. But I'm gonna put it on a nice mantle somewhere with my beans and my ketchup bottle. It's got some quite scary teeth on it, hasn't it? <laughs> 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 oh my, it's over there, so, and it, it rattles. 
it rouses. I don't know what's in there. I don't know if there's some kind of drug in there or something crushed up, but something's going on. I don't know why Rue's got such a smile in that in that award, and now I know why. There's something going on behind those doors. Now, talking about smiling, you really made a smile in the Snatch Game. With I your, did I? Uh, homage to Kath Day Noid. Oh my God, you know, uh, Jane Turner, she really just great. gets me going, She's you know. A real star. Uh, oh. So, what were your other options? Who were the other people that you could have done instead of Kath? So if I was, I was literally the day, that day I had my eyes and sights set on doing Grace Jones. I had the outfit laid oh, out. And every, yeah, I was going to do Grace Jones. I had a really cool snud, skin tight, bright orange dress okay. with a really cool, um, like an aviator yeah. hat. Because she would always go on planes and take the um, pilot's hats and collect them. So I had a lovely pilot's like army military hat, this lovely dress, the snud. And I was going to go up there because I thought Grace is a good one for me because I know her quite well, but she's very zany and kind of out the box, kind of like I am. So I thought it might be an easy one for me. I can just try and look like her as much as I can, put on a different bit of an accent, <laughs> get it all going and just be crazy. So that was the that was the idea. And then I stood there and I just had a mini brainwave and I was like, no, go with your gut. I know Kath and Kim like the back of my dick. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. And that's what I did. And my other option was Nessa from Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> You're right there, Davina. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I was, yeah, that shocked me. So how did your uh, family react to getting onto the show in the first place? Oh, so over the moon like my siblings like I made a little group chat and like, I t told all my siblings at the same time like over the moon like they could not be happier so you're and one of how many four one four. of four so the oldest of four family yeah I'm the oldest you're the oldest yeah so oh, I feel wow. like I've always had a duty to you know go above and beyond yeah. to really try and not inspire my siblings like they need an inspiration but you know I'm the oldest I gotta be out here doing doing shit you know what I mean what do the rest of them do? I mean, I'm really interested now. Ah, so <laughs> like, my sister, my sister is she works in the, she works in the court. My sister is twenty two. She works in the courts. No, works in the call center. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> she works in the call center. She's twenty two, but she wants she wants wants to be a model. So I need to try and get Stone. out here at some point. Yeah. Then my brother, who is two years younger than me, is literally the straight Love Island tattooed muscly version of me. <laughs> yeah. Um. All the girls love him. All the gays love him. Sorry, and what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> No! I remember even uploading a picture of me and him at Christmas and I didn't tag him in the picture because I knew he would get a flog of gays and he would just not be about it. So I was like, no, we're going to leave him out of it. But yeah, world he's taken. He has a lovely girlfriend. It's not happening. Um, so everybody prefers my brother to me as well. Ah, and we all have great names as well. So you got my brother Chandler. Yeah. You got my sister. You got my sister Misha after Misha Paris, and then you have got my youngest brother who's it's not sixteen now, seventeen, called Joshy, who was like, oh. will always be a baby in my eyes. He's baby. like the sweetest, nicest boy I've ever met in my life. Heart of gold, morals, kind, sweet, all of that. Um, but they are all so proud of me and what I'm doing, and um, they're all so inspired. And yeah, it's really cute. And I'm hoping to be seeing them all soon and give them a big yeah, old hug. But yeah, it's been ages. Well, hopefully. You also mentioned on the show that um, that your dad is in Wham. Um, yeah. We just have to know if you met George Michael. Never, no. Oh, you know. Honestly, that 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 whole thing, I can't even give you too much info about it because I don't have that much about it. It's something I've known my whole life, but it's something my dad never really brings up. He 
So when he was in the band, he was like 19. Mm. And when he separated from them, they gave him the option to take royalties or lump sum of money and being 19 at the time with all this money in front of you. You're going to take the money because you don't know if they're going to be playing Last Christmas for the rest of your life every year after and waking oh up before you go, go. And Club Tropicana are going to be these old classic hits. So I don't think, he, I think, so we, we obviously, you go through financial struggles in life. I didn't come from a rich household. I came from a normal working class background. You know, you have your good months and your bad months. Yeah. And I think that is something you'll always look back on and think, damn, I wish, you know, it's just a, a regret really. So it's something you really doesn't talk about that much, but it's definitely something I'm very proud of. And I think is amazing. And just so, it's the party, tr- it's like a party trick. It's a question you can just yeah. bring up, you know, be like, oh, my dad's in wham. Yeah. Bang. I mean, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So were they also amazed when you revealed that you'd had gonorrhea and chlamydia? <laughs> ah, you know what? A, a serious discussion still hasn't even happened about it, but I don't think it will because it's so old and, like, who cares? Yeah. I, I realised when I watched it that I never told them about it, but my family aren't, like, oh, you know? We're all very real <laughs> and with each other. Like, if I tell them, they'll be like, okay, well, you got rid of it and you're all good and you won't do it again, hopefully, so good on you. You learnt your lesson. Yeah. You know, it's pretty chill, to be honest, so... um. And- I mean, gonorrhea and chlamydia really aren't that big a deal. No, no. That's, you know. It could be a lot worse, my yeah. God. Um, Super but, gonorrhea, yeah. that's Ooh. a slightly worse yeah. deal. But oh equally, you know, everybody's had a bit of a snotty cock, haven't they? <laughs> Just happens. Just happens. <laughs> cheesy chode. <laughs> Oh, dear. It happens. Oh. It's life. Oh, exactly. Sailor V. Chic Sailor V. Yeah. Oh, listen, I just have to sniff somebody who's <laughs> infected, and I am like, oh, great. Somebody yeah. hand me the bog roll. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Flamzilla on the scene. For real. It happened so much at home in our local nightclub, that in this one nightclub in the whole of Cornwall that was gay, that they had to put posters up everywhere, basically, that may as well have just oh said, stop my bloody God. shagging. You lot. <laughs> just to warn Jesus. everyone to go, look, you lot, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> See, in that situation, you've just got to find patient zero, haven't you? Who is the one who is flinging it round, well, spreading it over to everybody? Exactly. I'll let you know afterwards, because now we works behind a bar in Manchester in the gay village so I'll let you know <laughs> oh, see you on Canal Street baby <laughs> so apart from revealing that you'd once I mean listen darling I've had everything I've had that much time on this earth that I have managed to sample the delights of almost everything going Brilliant. So we talked. We talked a little bit about uh, your new branding for the old Coke Cola. Cola. Yes. And you've also had, you know, a little brush with the old baked beans. Is this oh, is I this have. going to become the new thing? Taste is the face of. <laughs> A million brands. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's not what I asked for, but it's happening. I mean, I can't (laughs) bloody complain. I mean, honestly, I did a thing for Rug Doctor. They gave me a machine. I could not be happier. (laughs) I now have an actual industrial carpet cleaning machine. Why would I not want that in my life? It makes the world a difference. You know what I mean? And because of that, now we have a quiz all about beans for you, Taste. Are you ready? Oh, I guess so. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> all right, here we go. First question. All right. What type of beans are used in baked beans? 
baked beans. Mm. <laughs> right? They're called haricot beans. What? Oh, I never knew that. Wow. I thought they're just called baked beans. I mean, like, I don't fucking know. Either, I have but... a feeling this is going to go really bad. <laughs> <laughs> what is the average mass of baked beans eaten each hour in Britain? Is it 5.85 tonnes? Thank God you're giving me a selection. I was going to say Dusty Springfield. I don't know. (laughs) 5.85 tonnes, 17.4 tonnes, or 38.5 tonnes? And this is how many are consumed in a day? In an hour in Britain. Let's go with B. 17. Double that, over double that, 38.5. Oh, God. In fact, the average British person eats more than seven and a half kilograms of beans every year. Wow. It must have been B, and then I, you know, just happened to come out. Yeah, you came along. (laughs) We just doubled it, baby. (laughs) Obviously, that's it. Stands to reason. Britain is the largest bean consuming nation in the world, but which British city loves them the most? Oh. I've got Ooh. no options for you here. You just have to make a guess. Do you know what, Davina? Since your face is so up in the camera, I'm going to say, Bring it! <laughs> it begins with a B. It does. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Brighton? No, Birmingham! That's it! So close, so oh. close. That's right, 80% of Brummies proclaimed they had a true love of bees. True love. Sure love. I got this. Sure <laughs> yes. Okay. So your next question, Tace, and I'm wondering whether you've ever tried to find this out. How many beans are typically found in a tin? Ooh, I'm gonna guess. Wait, let me really think about this. Wait, I'm answering questions about beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say 160 beans. Ooh. 160. It's actually 465 oh God, on average. Where was I? Where the hell was I? <laughs> you were at the kid size. I was. Th- I was thinking like, okay, let's say like that. There's like ten beans. Yeah. You know, laid flat. <laughs> I don't know. I got an E in math, so take that what you will. When is National Bean Day? Is it the sixth of January, the sixth of June, the twenty sixth of March, or the twenty sixth of November? Let's go with June, because recently I've not remembered or seen anything going on with beans, so... Oh, you were so close. It's January, I'm afraid. Oh, (laughs) damn it! God, I'm the worst. I really need to up my knowledge on beans. I can't be this ambassador for beans and not know a thing about them. My God, you just make me feel bad now. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. You can come back from this, though. So true or false, (laughs) you can make shoe polish from beans. No. Good. Thank you. You've got one. We got one right. Ding, ding, fucking ding. You are currently in the lead on the beans quiz. Nobody else has has, uh, surpassed you yet. In 1986, Barry Kirk earned the title of longest recorded time sitting in a bath of cold baked beans. How long was it for? 150 hours, 100 hours, 50 hours, or 10 hours? 50. <laughs> it's wrong, isn't it? It's so wrong. It's, it's 10 hours. Is it 10 hours? It's 100 hours. 100 hours. What? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wonder I mean, whether he was allowed out for um, comfort breaks. I wonder what his skin was like afterwards. Maybe that's what I need to do and show everyone my skin so you yeah. can just bathe. I bathe in baked beans for 150 <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my skin's never been better. <laughs> I could imagine that happening. In the uh, in the beans contest, you have reached a pinnacle of one. Well done. <laughs> <Woo! laughs> yeah! Congratulations. That drag race, I don't need to win. I just want to try. I just needed one point in this and I'm on top of the world, baby. <laughs> so we've got some quick fire questions for you from people Let's over on Twitter. Oh, lovely. What have they got to say? You know, Let's hear it. it's nearly time for us to leave you, Taze. Oh, my God. I it's know. been so much fun. <laughs> I don't want to go. No. All right. So first question. Mrs. M wants to know if the UK was to get a celebrity drag race, which celebs would you like to give a drag makeover to? Ooh, okay. First things first, charity shop Sue. Yes! I would love to get her tasteified. It would be amazing. Um, and also, I want I want her hair. I would love to do yeah. a switcheroo with Charity Shop Sue. I would love to come out in that wig, a nice stripy top and some gorgeous <laughs> jeans. <laughs> Mum jeans. And um, a lovely little heel. And yeah, get Sue all over my drag. And then, I, apart from here, I would love to dress up... Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, I said it earlier. Let's go with it. Samantha Member. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Samantha Member and Charity Shop Sue. There you go. So, Tace, Danny wants to know, do you relate in any way to Utica on season 13 of US Drag Race where she says it feels good to lip sync? Yes and no, I guess I can relate. I mean, I yes, in the way that I love to lip sync. And if I'm confident, I know that I can show these girls a thing or two and send someone pack and then, yeah, I love it. But... Do I love it in the fact... Well, I mean, if you have to lip-sync on the show, you're basically being called the worst, so you should say no, really, shouldn't you? But, I mean, if you're going to be there and you... If you're like a little ferret and you're going to get cornered and you've got to attack, if you feel a bit froggy and you've got to leap, you best leap and win, baby, and that's what I do. So I'm going to say... Yes. Yes, perfect. <laughs> now, Jean wants to know, you've got such an amazing, unflappable attitude. Where does that confidence come from and how do the rest of us get it? It comes from eating, I'd say, about 125 uh, pot noodles. Um, I'd say eating about four baked bean meals a week. Um, eating your curds and whey, having a big fat smile on your face, and... Well, just being me. Just being me, basically. Now, being real, um, I think I've just always... Just try to put my best foot forwards, keep a smile on my face, keep things moving. Don't think, th take things too seriously because there's always someone worse off than you. There's someone, always something worse going on in the world. So, you know, you can't be complacent. You've got to be positive. And yeah, Definitely. that's it. And finally, Brooke would like to know, being the lip sync assassin, what would be your favourite song to lip sync to if you could choose? Uh, and what was your favourite song to lip sync to, I guess, on the show? Uh, Memory was my favourite. Defo, I had such a good time with that. And if I had to choose a song, it would be uh, the ketchup song, Last Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love a bit of that? Or uh, the Cheeky Girls. Cheeky Cheeky. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Cheeky Cheeky. Well, somebody sampled Macarena, didn't they? Was it Tia? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tace, <sighs> it has been an absolute joy chatting to you. Oh, I know this that has been great. Tons and tons coming up, and I'm really yeah, yeah. excited to see what's coming next. So that people can keep up to date with that, where can they find you? You can find me on my Instagram at its underscore taste. You can find me on Twitter, which is exactly the same. It's underscore taste, and I'll have a little website coming soon, so you can get on there. But it's not done yet. So don't worry about it. And 
yeah you can find us you can find all my gigs coming up on there my stories and things like that I've got a gig with you soon haven't I lovely yes quite a few a little tour darling it's gonna be great so yeah most of my Instagram and my Twitter that's it baby come at me come get me come find me (laughs) thank you so much taste thank you you guys i love you take care peace well we have come to the end of the episode this has been fierce slay talk you can join us on our journey by following us on facebook twitter and instagram at fierce slay talk And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it, come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack, bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you've got it, it's yours. Right now.